episode of Trans Regret Snoopy Presents the Bible. Um, today we have the second episode in what is a series of um, shows about prayer. Uh, we're trying to talk about today about intercessory prayer and um, how we can help out ourselves and others here on earth um, by communicating with God and um, trying to speak on others' behalf. Uh, I have Ash with me today again. Thanks for coming on the show again, Ash. Hey. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is Ash from the Boys Bible Study Podcast. Now, I'm sure all of you know that you should be listening to Boys Bible Study, but if you aren't yet, then I really suggest that you go and do that. It's introduced me to all kinds of really wonderful movies and um, and media out there that I just I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much Christian, how many Christian movies there were in the world and uh, how amazing some of them are. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we've been reviewing them for a year and we've barely scratched the surface. We have so many episodes left to do. So thank you. So um, we tried something a little bit unique with the idea for this episode. We were we were talking about prayer in general and, and you and I have been going back and forth about this topic for a little while. And um, the idea came up that we would take prayer requests um, from people online who felt that they needed help from other people to intercede for them. And, uh, and it, it definitely yielded some interesting results. Uh, people were largely very receptive to this idea. And I'm super grateful for that, that they are giving us an opportunity to speak to God for them. And, and with them. So before we jump into some of those requests, how do you typically pray, Ash? What is, um, what does your prayer look like? Yeah. Um, I do pray really pretty regularly. Um, I would say I pray every night, although I, I don't exactly have a habit set with it. It's for me, it's not something I, I feel like I, I need to do, but I just, I often want to, because on a very practical level, um, prayer, especially when I'm lying in bed to go to sleep, which when my thoughts are just sort of left to float around, that tends to be when I start to feel like the most anxious, which is a bad time to feel that way. Cause you know, you're, you're trying to wind down, trying to go to sleep. And I find that, um, just like if, if we're talking on a purely practical level, like prayer is, is really good for me to focus my thoughts in a positive way, you know, also for my own benefit and also, you know, get to talk to God. And um, so, yeah, I would say that that's when I tend to pray is, uh, is, is when I'm in bed, when I'm, when I'm thinking about that. Um, I usually just sort of, you know, I was, uh, raised Protestant, um, which, you know, other than some like preset prayers, I never really learned like a very specific structure for prayer. Um, I always end with the Lord's prayer, uh, because I just, I think it's a really lovely prayer that very concisely sort of like hits all the the check marks, you know, <laughs> checks off all the, all the boxes of like what I would want to say. Uh, on my own, but in a really, you know, um, colorful yet concise way. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I just sort of, um, I just sort of start talking. Sometimes I even speak aloud and, um, I, I ask for my own forgiveness. You know, I, I pray for my friends and family, you know, particular people who I, I would really like God to touch. Um, I, I tell God about my, my hopes and fears and the things I want. And, and I ask for his plan to work out in, in whatever way that, you know, he thinks is best. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess then, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of freestyled until I, I sort of tie it up with the Lord's prayer at the end. That's how I personally typically do it. That's really interesting. I, I, I do something kind of similar, although I, I tend to pray more in the morning than I do in the evening. I, um, Usually, you know, obviously 
alone is when I pray most of the time. I don't typically pray with my partner, but I do um, kind of try to kind of introduce the the action of prayer by you know acknowledging the power, the might, the knowledge, the wisdom, the strength of God, and then sort of accept my humble place in his kingdom and um, acknowledge my sins and confess the things that I do that I'm not proud of. And then um, help. To, it also helps me to sort of express the things that I'm grateful for, that I'm thankful for. Mm. And um, that actually helps me, especially in the morning when I'm starting my day off. And I'm not really a morning person, so I tend to be kind of crabby and, and groggy. And by introducing the day, by giving thanks for the things that I'm, I'm really grateful for, it helps me kind of reorient myself into uh, the, the right attitude for the day. And, um, and then, of course, at the end, I do the, the Lord's Prayer as well. So, mm. um, <laughs> so uh, that's, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, there is the, the, the structure that I use in prayer is something that, um, that has been sort of around for a while. They call it ACTS. A-C-T-S, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. I've never heard of this. Oh, it's it's very cool. I mean, you would be doing yourself a disservice, I think, to back yourself too much into a corner with how you pray, because God wants to hear from you and mm-hmm. not necessarily from like a formula that you feel like you have to follow. So it's not every day that I follow these this order exactly, but it really does help me kind of organize my thoughts when you're putting together a prayer, especially your sort of daily prayers, to not leave anything out, to um, not presume, to <laughs> not um, to not forget to pray for the people in your life who you know uh, need prayer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. So if you're curious about that, go ahead and look it up. But, yeah, no, um, I I I am curious, and um, I think you know just uh, just like a meta thing. Um, is that, you know, for this episode today, I guess just for the purposes of saying it out loud, like, you know, you, you uh, as you were collecting the prayer request and showing it to me, I think we both found that, like, it seemed like sometimes people didn't really know, like, they, they had an acute awareness of, you know, certain problems that they were having, but they they didn't always seem to understand, like, how they could ask God about it. Like if, if anything, I think that is the goal of our conversation today that I, I hope people listen to, like maybe it should go without saying, but, um, you know, uh, Snoopy and Ash, we, we do not consider ourselves like we aren't, we are not religious leaders. We do not, either of us uh, do not think that we have like a particular command over prayer that like that anyone else couldn't access. But I think just the difference maybe is that you and I incorporate it regularly into our, our mind process and and our daily habits. And I would like to share that with people. I hope my hope is if, if someone listens to this conversation, they'll walk away being like, Oh, I can, I can really just do it myself. I can, I can really just, just ask God for what I need and you know, he'll help me. Absolutely. I don't want to, and I, I feel like I say this in every episode, but I really want to restate that again. I'm not a spiritual authority. I'm not someone who I feel like has a closer connection to God than anyone else can or does have. Um, I do think very strongly that prayer is like the best way to start or end or, or go through your day um, by maintaining that connection to God and, and making sure that you have a right heart and a right mind and that you're being uh, you know, grateful uh, and you're being kind and forgiving to people just like you want God to be to you. But, um, but I do think that a lot of people get intimidated by the act of prayer. They sit down or they kneel down or they lay down and they feel stupid. They feel like they don't know how to express the things that they want to express or pray for the things that they want to pray for. And to be completely honest, you don't need to be smart to pray. You don't even need to be articulate to pray. All you have to do is bring your problems to God. All you have to do is bring your thanks to God. That what you're doing there is establishing and maintaining that connection 
not necessarily like trying to impress God with like a, um, like a book report of your life. (laughs) It doesn't have to be, um, organized. It doesn't have to be, um, all that, um, all that wordy. Uh, you can just cry out, please, God help me. Uh, and even that is a form of prayer. Absolutely. And yeah, um, I feel like, although it wasn't always outspoken, I feel like a common theme also of the requests that we got were almost, there seemed to be like a fear that God was judging them or that, you know, I I feel like people were, were treating, treating God like a person, you know, like, like a teacher that you wouldn't be, that you would be afraid to come to unless you had your best work on paper or, or something like that, where it's yeah. like, which I, I understand. I mean, you know, even it's, it's very easy to refer to God as like a he or just in our human brains. It's just so easy to personify him. Like I know I do from time to time, but I, I would really encourage people to try to shake that idea off because it's like, this is not someone you have to impress. Um, in fact, just the opposite, you know, like this, this is it, it really, if you can try to shake off this, this idea of human authority from, from how you come to him, it's, it's really, I, that can really inhibit your, uh, your, your communication with him. And, um, it's, it's really not necessary. And from a, a Christian standpoint, the, the whole, um, the whole point of Jesus, um, coming to, walk among people on earth and the sacrifice that he made of his life, his death and resurrection was so that your sins could be forgiven. And we didn't have to kill animals as sacrifices anymore. The last sacrifice has been made. So now all you need to do is confess, mm-hmm. believe and confess. It's not, um, it's God is not out to get you. Absolutely not. Uh, God wants to help you. And um, how, how better to express the ways that you need help than to simply allow this action to what I think is a natural internal kind of yearning to connect with God, just focalize it. Um, And don't worry what you sound like. I will probably sound stupid in this episode. I'm sure I will. Yeah, me too. (laughs) So that's, that's part of it. We're just humans. Like what are we supposed to do? You know? Um, Yeah. No, I, I think that's very true. And, and yeah, I mean, you know, on a spiritual level as part of spiritual growth, I think it's important, but like, I cannot emphasize enough how on like a practical physiological level, like it will make you feel better. Like it really just will. It, it focuses, I, I almost see it as like tuning into like a radio signal. Not that you're going to like feel anything different. You know, you're not, you're not going to like feel like you know, anything other than you would feel in your physical body. But there is just just this idea of sort of like orienting your mind to this radio signal where you are attempting to communicate with what's beyond this world and speaking honestly about what's on your heart without fear of judgment, just inside, just by yourself, no one to judge you. I just really think you're going to feel relieved no matter who you are and what your problems are. doesn't mean it's going to, you know, solve all your problems, certainly not immediately, but it will provide you near immediate comfort and satisfaction. And it's a great tool that everyone has access to. And I think some people have certain gifts or certain um, physiological reactions to prayer that do show up as a more like a um, physically manifested reaction, like mm. people who speak in tongues or people who have very like uh, physically overwhelmed uh, prayer positions and things like that. Um, and I've never really been that kind of person, although I've had a few experiences when I pray where I do, I do genuinely feel change in my body. I, I mm. feel change in my heart and my mind, like almost there's this sort of cloud of light and this is where I really start to sound like, again, like a spiritual hippie. But um, there's this sort of cloud of light that takes over this part of my mind that usually gets so clouded with um, with darkness and with sadness, with regret or, or anger, um, resentment, that it kind of clears away all of that, like someone's just sweeping it. Mm. Um, and that's amazing. And if you feel that, it's incredible. But even if you don't, 
you're still bringing your problems out and, and lifting them up to somebody who really has probably more of a likelihood of helping you solve them than you do yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, so even if you don't feel different at the end of your prayer, um, you have improved your own life by doing that. So, yes, I think it's probably necessary that we just hit on um, Matthew 6, uh, 5, just a little bit, given that this is still a Bible podcast. <laughs> um, there's the, the section in the Sermon on the Mount called the Lord's Prayer. Jesus is very clear about how he thinks that we should pray. And Jesus being God is probably someone that we should listen to. But he does say that prayer should be done. These, these, these personal prayers should be done in private so as not to be um, boastful or not to try to show off your connection with God and not to try to, um, to get a reward of people admiring you for how pious you are and how holy you are, but rather by praying in private. The only thing you're concerned with at that time is your connection with God, not your um, your appearance to others in your connection. And that all obviously brings up all kinds of different questions about uh, public worship and group group worship and things like mm-hmm. that. But and making um, it a podcast, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> making it a podcast. But once again, the goal of of this particular episode is not to necessarily uh, show how groovy that Ash and I are. And how um, how cool our connection with God is. Um, it's really just, I think, to tell people that you are not alone. There are people praying for you at all times, um, and you can do this yourself too. Mm-hmm. Uh, never feel helpless. Never feel that you can't um, take things on, and never feel that you can't talk to God. Exactly. Well, what do you think? Should we should we get right to the? Yeah. Get right to the first request. I think I think we should. And um I think like some other stuff I'll say beforehand, you know, obviously feel free to add to this, but um my personal rule when looking at these when preparing for this, um uh we are going to assume that everything submitted to us was sincere. We are going to approach it uh sincerely. So, you know, that's that's what you can expect from this. Come to us sincerely, we will come to you sincerely. Um also, Snoopy, I, I think you'll agree, but um, you know, to anyone who might be listening who submitted us requests. Um, I don't think for the most part, we're going to read them word for word. You know, some of the details were, were seemed very personal. Um, so I think maybe we'll, we'll paraphrase for the most part. Um, and we'll probably like try to speak directly to the person in our address. Um, but I don't know. I think that maybe it goes without saying, but I think maybe those are, those are decent rules for how to like sensitively, um, handle this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and there are some, there were a couple of submissions that I initially read and I thought, uh, I'm not really sure how I'm going to pray about this. Yeah. Um, not just because some of them are very intensely personal for people that I don't really know personally. So, um, of course I, I won't know what they really look for in, in an outcome, Yeah. but, um, others where, uh, I couldn't, uh, you know, like we, like you said, we are going to take all of these as though they're, they're submitted in earnest. Um, so there was some language in a few of them where I thought like this, I, c- I can't honestly tell. Yeah. yeah and, and it's not to, it's not to minimize people's issues and it's not to make anyone feel self-conscious, but we know how the internet is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, it should be really good, though. It should be really good. And really, this first one, I think, hits on a topic that's so central to what I think was, um, the, you know, central to the creation of, of the, the character, the account of Transurgat Snoopy and, mm. and, um, and, and eventually the creation of this show. So this is a person who asks to um, be brought peace with his body and things that he can't change about his body. And in his efforts to change parts of his body that he is able to change, um, he is asking for health and for safety. Mm. I, I think that the Bible is pretty clear about how we should feel about our bodies because we are made in God's image. Um, 
this isn't to say that anyone who feels like they need to change something in themselves shouldn't be allowed to or sh shouldn't be able to, but that um, we should really love ourselves uh, at, at the very core of ourselves is, is God. So it's easy to get clouded with all that. But I guess I'll start with um, just saying this person is struggling with all of the things in their lives that make them feel self-conscious or make them hate their body or feel like their body isn't good enough. And this is, I know something that so many people in this world struggle with, God. You created us and you created our bodies in your image, which is to say that you are perfect and we were created to be perfect. Of course, we're fallen and we sin and we have fallen away from this image of perfection that you have created for us. So God, please help this person come to peace with what is in him and on the outside of him. Please help him come to peace with what he can and cannot change about his body. And as he changes what he can, please bring him health and safety. Please keep him safe and secure and let him become the sort of person that he's hoping to be. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, we have a prayer request from an anonymous person who asks for protection from what they call vampires and spiritual vampires. Um, I've, I've heard this term before. Um, you know, people have a couple different meanings for this. The way this Anon seems to def define that is that um, there there's people that they seem to think are inflicting psychic damage or pain on them, uh, maybe intentionally, but it might not be in a physical way. Um, they seem like they're they're very troubled by this, and um, my my heart goes out to them. So um, we definitely like to pray for them today. The first thing that I thought of was a psalm I've actually touched on once in the um, in the show so far. And this is from Psalm 121, uh, verse 5. It says, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. That's great. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and aside, uh, um, you know, you and I, Snoopy, and um, our, our, our friend Jasmine and some other people have been doing a, a reading plan in the Bible app uh, with the Book of Common Prayer. And every reading begins with a couple psalms. And I was struck by how many psalms are, are just about that type of purpose. Like there's so many like genuine prayers for protection within psalms that I think could be very helpful to this Anon. Um, Absolutely. I, I would, there's, there's really many of them that deal with this, like a significant fraction. I, I would recommend perhaps that this Anon uh, open to the Psalms and, you know, just start reading. And I, I, I really think that even at random, something will come out that's very powerful. But um, I, I would, I'd be down to, to pray for this person briefly. If that's Please right. do. Um, dear Lord, on behalf of Anon, um, I would like to pray that this person has the strength to trust in Jesus's power uh, and that God would protect them from anyone who would torment them or seek to do psychic damage against them. Um, I pray that this person can live their life as fully as possible despite the circumstances and that they will have the confidence and trust of the protection of God and Jesus in their lives, uh, in, in their life. Um, Anon, you know, you, you pick the winning team here with Jesus. You will be safe. Um, God and Jesus have power over the devil. And if they have power over the devil, then they have power over any supernatural or malevolent psychic force in this world. So um, I pray that you will fully be able to accept that and um, that will give you strength as you navigate through this world. 
Amen. Amen. You know, even demons, even demons believe in God. <laughs> yes. Even demons know that Jesus is king. Yes. I was actually, <laughs> when, when we were preparing for this, I was, I was thinking about the fifth chapter of Mark, you know, when uh, Jesus casts the, the demon called Legion out um, into a herd of pigs. And uh, <laughs> it's just, I mean, you know, if, if you read that, it's just clear. I mean, there is, there truly is no, you know, you know, this, this person in the question, you know, we're not going to read the whole thing, but it's like, I, I can't exactly tell if it's supernatural or not, but I know that a lot of people, um, are, are plagued by, you know, the, the idea of like supernatural forces on this earth and, and they feel very like oppressed and persecuted by them. I would like to remind everyone that there is a force that has power over all of this and, and that's God. Um, I, I definitely recommend calling on him for protection. Absolutely. So the next submission that we wanted to um, talk about was um, a request for prayer from someone who is having issues with a girl in her class. They've been um, going to the same school for some time, and this particular girl is turning everyone against the one who submitted the request. Anon, I guess we can say. Um, there's obviously some animosity here. And this sounds like uh, one of those cases where um, interpersonal differences uh, get in the way of any sort of reconciliation and any kind of forgiveness. And while I don't know all the details about what's happening here, I think we can say a quick prayer for, for her. Uh, before I do though, I wanna again go back to the Sermon on the Mount. There's a section here. In Matthew 5, at 43, he says, You have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. Lord Jesus, this person is struggling with a classmate, someone who may or may not yield some kind of authority over them in the context of their school, and is frequently causing this person trouble. So, holy God, we, we just ask that you bring this person enough mercy and enough grace to forgive the girl that is causing her all these problems, to create in her an attitude and a spirit of forgiveness and uh, bring her the ability to let this girl know that even though she is causing this person strife, that she's forgiven and she's loved by God and let that change this girl who's causing all the problems. Let that change her heart. Let that bring them both peace and let there be a reconciliation between the two of them. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, we have an, a submission from an anonymous person who... Um, is asking about feeling pity for, uh, it, it seems that there's there's someone in their life who was in love with them, but the submitter of the question did not feel the same way back. Um, and this other person uh, felt really miserable about that and maybe even lashed out um, and uh, made the submitter's life more difficult because of that. Although I'm sure uh, based on the situation that, you know, maybe they were at least friends or, you know, had some kind of, uh, relationship before, but now it seems like that relationship is, is in danger. Um, you know, we're, we're trying hard not to necessarily offer advice on the situation. That's certainly not what either of us feel qualified to do, but we're, we're trying to, uh, to reframe this in a way that the submitter can, can pray to ask for, to ask for God's influence in their life. So I'll attempt to do that. Now, dear God, I pray that this Anon will be able to move from pity to love. Um, I pray that they're able to forgive the wrongs that this, this other person committed against them when this other person was being selfish and, um, you know, maybe not respecting the, the type of love that the submitter was able to give. Um, I hope that this other person is able to find love and happiness in their life, that it would provide healing 
and they wouldn't feel they had to lash out. And, um, I pray that, uh, a kind of, of unselfish and selfless love can be had, uh, in this relationship. Um, in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, uh, another prayer request that we got, um, was sort of similar, but opposite to the one we just prayed about. And this is from someone who was, um, previously in love with a boy that, um, for, for many, many years, uh, was connected and that obviously dissolved and they can't bring themselves to stop thinking of this boy that they loved at one point. And this is a, a very difficult position to be in and obviously can cause some anguish on, on both sides of this. So rather than me trying to give any kind of relationship advice that I'm not qualified to give, I'll just pray. Dear God, please bring this person that has had trouble shaking the remnants and the memories of a relationship that has been over for some time. Please bring them the ability to put this relationship that has obviously some negative connotations and this boy who um, may or may not have caused them some, some strife. Uh, please help them put that feeling away, help them pack that feeling away and help them fill that gap where the relationship once was with your love, with your light, with your hope in the future and the hope that someone else can come to, to be that positive influence in their life and in this boy's life that we know in your wisdom, you send us people in our lives. Uh, it's no accident who we fall in love with. So God, we pray that you bring both of these people peace and bring both of them the hope for another relationship and help them put any unresolved feelings and any unsettled feelings away. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah, well, um, we have a submission from another anonymous person who um, expressed a couple of different troubles in their life. Um, they say they, they don't know where they belong or if their life has a purpose. Um, they They seem to have trouble formulating an identity for themselves. They feel ambiguous in that maybe that comes off in their interactions with other people. They feel a lot of shame and loneliness and guilt about who they are. Um, this also seems to correlate with um, some gender questioning that they've been doing. They wonder if they're non-binary or uh, ashamed of men. They say, I, I'm assuming that to mean ashamed of, of, of their own, you know, assigned gender. Um, you said you, you have a verse that you thought might be appropriate. I did. Yeah. Um, as someone who's gone through this sort of thing before, uh, I know how difficult it can be and how it racks your whole mind with anxiety. And, um, and of course going once again to the foundational Jesus, <laughs> the foundational, uh, Jesus sermon, the sermon on the Mount, uh, in Matthew six twenty five. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Beautiful. Uh, that that verse is one of my favorites. I have to recall it often. Um Dear Lord, um, I would like to pray for this anonymous person. Um, I hope that you will give them strength in finding value in themselves and, you know, finding what they describe as a purpose in their life, which, you know, um, is very vague and that sounds very daunting, but I, I hope that, you know, you, you can manifest that in, in, in some way, um, a passion or, or a directive or, or, or something that would, that would help them feel that, that sense of purpose. Um, I pray that you would fill this person with your love and, 
help them understand that they're never alone. Um, and I hope that this newfound resolve and strength that you give this person will positively influence their relationships with others and the projection of themselves that they give into the world, that it will bring them rewards and that um, on a social level, they will find acceptance. Um, also, Lord, you know, bless them with the strength and clarity of mind that they'll be able to self-actualize in whatever way that means in the future as this person tries to decide, you know, how they feel about their own relationship to their body and their gender. Um, I know you have a plan for this person, Lord. Um, please let it be known in them. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So the next submission that we got uh, is about a familial problem that the person who submitted the request is having some issues with their half-sister who feels as though they're being disrespected uh, in front of their half-sister's children and husband, that um, this uh, half-sister is lying about this person and making fun of them and calling them ugly. And um, it's a really terrible thing to feel humiliated in that way and to feel lied about. So I'll just say there is a section in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, that says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. This, of course, is discussing the suffering that Christians were experiencing because of their faith. But the message carries across to many parts of our lives. So I just, I just want to pray, Lord Jesus, we know that humiliation and suffering are part of being a follower of your message, a part of being a believer. But God, we ask that you bring this person peace in their heart and the ability to forgive and pray for their half-sister who is causing them all this strife. King Jesus, you suffered more than any of us will ever know. You suffered and and were humiliated more than any of us can ever feel. So God, please bring this person that level of peace and grace the sort of peace and grace that that Jesus felt in the sacrifice that he made. And please help them reconcile their family issues. Help them once again mend these these problems and, and bring their family back together. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We now have a submission from an anonymous person who says that they are trying to garner enough hope for the future to escape and start a new life somewhere far away. Um, I definitely have related to this feeling at, at points in my life. So I, uh, I, I understand Anon. Um, I will do my best to pray on your behalf. Dear Lord, um, please provide for this person a sense of hope in the future. Um, in a dark world, hope can sometimes seem hard to come by on a personal level, but through you, all things are possible. And, um, I do hope you will see in your mercy, a way to provide this person for, um, for them to, you know, either, either escape their problems, you know, either by, by starting something brand new, or if that's not possible in the short term to give them strength and clarity of purpose to either overcome them or try to reconcile them. Um, please give this person strength and hope that they know that um, regardless of how God's plan unfolds, a better future is possible. Um, And I hope that you bless them with your love and let them feel that they are never alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, I just wanted to add at the end of this, I, I had something written down. Oh, please. For this particular person as well, from Romans 8, 26. 
It says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So God, God's praying for us through the Holy Spirit all the time. We don't, um, we don't always understand, but it's always happening. Beautiful. Our next prayer request um, came from someone who was asking us to uh, pray for his daughter. We don't know the context um, of the request for the prayer. So rather than know, knowing exactly what uh, we should be praying for, how we should be praying for it, I thought I would um, take a couple of prayers out of the Book of Common Prayer in this section on family prayer. And the first prayer is for the children. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, who has blessed us with the joy and care of children, give us light and strength so to train them that they may love whatsoever things are true and pure and lovely and of good report, following the example of their Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And the next one I just wanted to say really quickly for, uh, for this person's daughter is um, the prayer on... Um, uh, the prayer for those we love. Almighty God, we entrust all who are dear to us to thy never-failing care and love for this life and the life to come, knowing that thou art doing for them better things than we can desire or pray for. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, we have uh, a submission from an anonymous person who is in conflict with uh, their best friend, um, it seems that, uh, this friend, uh, is, is very mean to them because of, of the color of their skin, um, which they say is too dark. It, it seems like they're being very cruel to this person based on the fact that, that they have dark skin. Um, dear Lord, I pray that you give the person who submitted this question strength in the face of someone who is trying to cause them pain. I do pray that uh, you allow this person to see that, um, you know, this type of damage inflicted by another is, is still no match for the, the love that, that God has for them. Um, at the same time, um, if it's possible in this situation, I, I hope you give this person strength to attempt to confront or, or reconcile this issue they have with a friend because, you know, a, a real person who, who loved as a friend uh, would not, you know, use this position to try to inflict pain on another. Um, I hope that uh, you intercede in, in both the submitter and their, their friend's life in order to heal their hearts and hopefully, if possible, create uh, a point of reconciliation that would lead this friendship to be healthy and happy and, and bring joy rather than be a cause of pain. Um, in Jesus name we pray. Amen. So the next prayer request, um, came from someone who submitted a message that they felt as though they were full of wrath and condemnation for themselves and for others. Um, uh, we know how difficult it is to have anger and wrath in your heart. Um, they feel that they're going through a cycle, um, that they continually judge themselves and judge others. And um, they want to find compassion in themselves. Uh, they fear that their wrath will destroy them. So before I pray, I, I wanted to bring up Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 where it says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Lord God, 
this follower of yours is recognizing the wrath in their heart and the judgment in their heart that they have for themselves and for other people. Help them to understand that judgment is not their job on this earth, that their wrath is wasted energy towards others and towards themselves. Help them to understand that that you love each and every one of us and that the sins that other people commit against this person, against other people, or against themselves are not things that we have to judge, but things that we have to confess and that you will judge. So please, God, create in this person a new sense of confidence in themselves and a new sense of believing in other people and the ability to forgive other people for what they perceive as slights or things that deserve judgment. Compassion is what you approached us with since day one. And Jesus's sacrifice was the ultimate act of compassion. So God, I just ask that you bring this person that kind of compassion and that kind of grace in their heart so that they can learn to forgive as well. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. We have a submission from an anonymous person um, in a very complicated family situation. Um, to paraphrase, it seems that um, uh, this person uh, is is trans and has been transitioning, um, started transitioning a couple years ago. Um, however, th- this submitter's own father um, has guilt because um, it, it seems that he has uh, gay urges that he acted upon um, despite despite being in a heterosexual marriage that he's since resolved and, and actually found faith in his life as a result of, uh, of working through this. However, it seems now that there's a conflict between, um, you know, the, the submitter and their parent, because I, from what I can tell, it appears that, um, the family is, is conflating this question submitters desire to transition with the idea of the father overcoming homosexual urges. Um, it appears to me that that's the conflict there. I hope I'm reading that correctly because, you know, it's a very sensitive situation. So um, I'll do my best to, to pray on this person's behalf. Um, I do want to say, you know, the, the final question of the submission asked that, uh, can you pray that my dad and I overcome our differences and have a meaningful relationship? I just wanted to point out, I think that that's a very productive and, and healthy way to um, to go into a prayer. Um, I, I think that this submitter has, you know, d- despite the very difficult issues in their life, to me, it seems that uh, the the questioner here has um, a very healthy way for, for how to go about um, asking for that uh, in a prayer a situation. So uh, I'll, I'll try my best on their behalf. Dear God, um, the person who submitted this question is a child of yours who, who really wants your help to reconcile differences in the relationship with their parents. Um, I really hope that in your infinite mercy, you're able to make both parties open-hearted, um, understanding that, you know, uh, trying to find, you know, trying to self-actualize and, and make the best life for oneself is, is not representative of a sinful urge, but also, you know, continue the ongoing process of forgiveness and, and mercy in the life of this person who in the past needed your help to overcome sin. Um, I hope that through your love, you're able to show this family that um, both of these situations can be overcome with, uh, with an open mind and an open heart. And um, I, I, I really hope that uh, you will use your power to enact a healing change on this family dynamic. Um, you know, we, we may not know your plan, but, uh, you know, we, we come to you humbly and ask that uh, you are able to provide healing and a happy future in this relationship dynamic. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So our next prayer request um, came from someone who I think I know and who is a very good friend of mine um, who is asking if I could pray for 
for her and her hectic schedule this semester and to, uh, to help her get through this time. And I know too acutely uh, how that kind of stress can really wear on someone and, and put a strain on their faith. So I'll just say a quick prayer for her. Lord Jesus, please help my friend who is going through a particularly difficult time with with school and a very hectic schedule in balancing all the responsibilities that we have as human beings in this world with her faith and allow her to keep her eyes on what the most important thing in life is, and that is our connection with you, God. Please give her the wisdom to get through her courses uh, easily and and with um, the most open mind possible the, that she can absorb enough learning to uh, move on and get through school in a way that uh, helps her grow as a human being and helps her become the person that she wants to be. So we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> We have a submission now from an anonymous person who um, is dealing with the problem of uh, of, a, of a relationship with someone they live with during the pandemic and um, ironically spending so much time together has created some distance. And um, although I'm, I'm not in a relationship myself, I can only imagine that this is something that so many people are dealing with. Um, especially as this has gone on for, for past a year. So, you know, my heart goes out to you. Um, this person also adds at the ends that they, it seems that their relationship with God, their personal relationship with God has been strained. Um, and, um, you know, I'm mostly paraphrasing, but I, I do want to read something that they said because, um, I hope it might be instructive to anyone who feels the same. Um, they say they miss the intimacy that comes with prayer and they say they worry that if I start praying again, it won't be the same because I won't truly believe that God is listening. And, um, you know, this isn't an advice, uh, podcast, but I, I do just want to offer that, you know, again, you don't, you know, if it's like the, the, the shepherd, uh, you know, the, the shepherd who lost one sheep, you know, he's just happy to, go out and find his sheep again. He's not mad at the sheep for leaving, you know, um, mm. he, or this, think of the story of the prodigal son, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the father of the prodigal son celebrated and threw a feast when the son returned, you know, we shouldn't be afraid to return to God, even if we've strayed in the past. Um, you know, it's, uh, God, God will have infinite love and mercy for us. And we'll just be happy that we're returned, not mad that we've gone away. Um, with that in mind, um, I'll attempt to pray on their behalf. Dear Lord, um, you know, when dealing with earthly circumstances that are very unprecedented for a lot of people in their lives, this has created a lot of difficulty in many aspects of life, including interpersonal relationships. Um, I hope in your infinite love and grace, you will be able to provide guidance that will allow for this close committed relationship to become strong again, um, in whatever way that could mean, you know, I certainly, as the person who's praying, don't know the circumstances, but you do, you know, all of our hearts. So, uh, in whatever form that takes, please allow for, for strength and, and reconciliation to return to this relationship. Also, um, please let this person know that your love for them is infinite and, um, you know, it sounds to me like they need you now more than ever. So please welcome them back into your arms, um, as, as I know you will and, uh, show them grace and forgiveness and, um, make their life as, as good as you possibly can, Lord. Um, thank you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. So our final prayer request um, came in uh, very recently, and uh, it's from someone who is a diagnosed schizophrenic, who feels as though they are struggling to keep themselves anchored to this world, and they're struggling with their, men their mental illness. Um, they request a prayer for clarity 
And um, I, I really, this is such a difficult topic. It's one that's um, mental illness is something that I feel like a lot of people in faith mishandle. A lot of people in faith tend to, uh, as there are some biblical instances of taking mental illness as a sign of um, some kind of possession or something like that. And, and obviously we know now that it is so much more complicated than that. I would like to say though that there is a, um, a prayer in the Book of Common Prayer for those in mental darkness. And I'd like to just read that because I don't know exactly how to pray uh, for someone in this position because um, this is such a deeply personal and difficult thing that you're going through. I will just say that my heart goes out to you 100% that I've struggled with mental illness for most of my life. And uh, I really feel for you. So I hope you all the best. This is from, uh, for those in mental darkness. O Heavenly Father, we beseech thee to have mercy upon all thy children who are living in mental darkness. Restore them to strength of mind and cheerfulness of spirit, and give them health and peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, Ash, this has been really, really fun and really beautiful. And um, I mean, I, I love praying, but um, I really love praying with friends. So thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thank you. I, I've, you know, to be honest, I can't think of the last time I play, I prayed with a friend. It was really fun for me. I'd like to do it more. And, you know, just to, to say to anyone who, on whose behalf I may have prayed, you know, um, that, that was also a new experience for me. Um, I, I hope that I was able to speak sensitively to, uh, to, to what you requested. Um, but you know, I, I do encourage you to, uh, you'll be able to speak what's on your own heart way better than, than Snoopy or I can. So I, I do encourage you to, uh, to try to, to try to speak that to God. Absolutely. And, and intercessory prayer is something that's as old as prayer itself. Um, so never feel hesitant to pray for other people, but, um, in yourself, never feel hesitant to pray as well, because, um, God knows you better than we know you. Yes. And, uh, I hope that we did right by everyone today. And I, um, I just want you to know God is listening. Um, you're literally never alone. So don't ever hesitate to reach out and, um, and ask for help. Yep. Uh, Ash, do you want to plug anything here before we, um, before we sign off? Sure. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like an in-depth analysis of the world of Christian film, uh, me and my two best friends, Scott and Julian are, uh, experts on it. We like to think, and we work really hard on a podcast called boys Bible study almost every Sunday analysis of a different Christian film. Um, you can go to boys, and there'll be links to all the different, uh, podcasting services where you can subscribe to our podcast and check it out. So please do. Thank you. Uh, the poem that I'm going to be reading today is from Jerry Harp from his book, Urban Flowers, Concrete Plains. The poem is called The Creature Praying. When did you on high decide to take yourself out? I'm a yokel tired of trusting. I want answers. My thumbs worn out against existence. Were I not such a coward boy, I could cry down all the hills until they stopped just short of town, a schoolboy's dream, a date with a past that never was. I'm doubting you and all this world that may be nothing more than I am once I thought. A dying voice, concatenations of my episodes and aftershock in memory. I breathe the bus's fumes and peering down into a sunken park, I flex my feet across the concrete, my voice a rusted can rubbed against the wall. Evenings, I run across the longer park in sight of the poet statue standing vigil through the sun and the rain, my hypothetical lantern, my assembled self, my brother. Thanks, everybody.